Welcome to that Groovy Scoopcast, your go-to audio hub for all things Scooby-Doo. And something tells me we're not as loose as you think. Hey guys, welcome back. My name is Derek. And I'm Shannon. And today we are reviewing Mystery in Persia from the new Scooby-Doo movies. And I don't know if you can tell by my voice, but I am not excited to talk about this at all. Not even the slightest. (sighs) It's just, like, disastrously disappointing. Yeah. Even even for the new Scooby-Doo movies. This was just all around bad. Right. Like, like, like just bad. <laughs> because at this point, this is the sixth, this is the sixth episode from that series that we reviewed. Yeah. And it was just terrible. It was, it was not good. Like, I can't think of anything redeeming about it that's not, like, ironic, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I, we didn't even get, like, funny jokes from this episode. It was just the whole thing was a big disappointment. Right. As you guys heard from last week, we are doing this remote again because of Shannon's COVID-19 diagnosis. However, her quarantine is ending today. Yay! Yay! I'm going to go to Starbucks tomorrow. Are you? (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, the biggest thing I've missed over everything else is I'm like, I don't have my daily Starbucks. Right. Can we also just take a moment to say that this is a really good day in America? Yeah. I'm really Uh, excited. We have finally voted out the Cheeto... We have the new president, Joe Biden, and I'm just stellar about it. It's it's a good day. <laughs> oh, it's a great day. And we also just need to take a moment to acknowledge, aside from Joe Biden's victory, this is also a victory for people of color and women, as we now have our very first woman of color vice president being Kamala yes. Harris, and yeah. that is also just super exciting. I don't think that that is really being projected enough from what I've seen in the news. no. I think that so many people were focused on, like, what Trump was going to do or, like, what would happen that the big milestones weren't really being talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when he fir- like when Joe first picked her to be his vice president, it was kind of brought up, but it, like, quickly disappeared. So I think it's, I think I'm very excited, very excited for the next four years. Yes, as am I. It is a good day in America, people. But we are not a political podcast. We are a Scooby-Doo podcast. So, we will kick off this week's Mystery Machine Match, our weekly trivia competition where Shannon and I try to figure out which one of us knows Scooby-Doo better than the other. As always, Shannon, you get to ask the first question today. Where are Sunny and Cher going when they meet the gang? Are they going to the Sunnyvale Spa or the Hideaway Hotel? Uh, I think they're going to the Hideaway Hotel. You would be correct. All right, here is your first question. In Scooby-Doo and the Alien Invaders, the gang comes upon a ridge named after what poisonous animal? A rattlesnake or scorpion? Rattlesnake Ridge, isn't it? Nope, it was scorpion. What's your next question for me? What quick service restaurant once offered a Scooby-Doo Doe Adventure medal? Uh... I have no idea. <laughs> what is it? I thought that was a long shot, but it was Arby's. Oh, I just had that last night for dinner. <laughs> did you get a Scooby medal? <laughs> I can't say I did. I'm going to have to call them. <laughs> I want to speak to your manager. Okay, here's your next question. A pup named Scooby-Doo was nominated for what prestigious television award? That's it? Yeah, that's all it, Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know they had awards for television. Yes, they did. I mean, I guess I did, but, like, I don't pay attention to that shit. Um, I guess I'd go with best animated TV. Okay, no, you're, you're going, like, super specific. I'm talking about, like, just the name of the program. The awards program. Oh! Oh, shit. Is it the Oscars? The Emmys. Emmys. I was gonna say, it's either the Oscars or the Emmys. I always get them the confused. Emmys. Yeah. 
I literally don't pay attention to any of that shit. Neither I do don't I. Care. I. I literally don't understand the appeal, but that's no. Just, I'm like yeah, to I don't sit down. Like I think it's I think it's cute for the actors and stuff. Like that's a cool thing for them to do, and then you get to like see your friends. So it seems like a really big party, and then you get awards. So like that seems kind of cool, but like I don't care. Yeah, I've never really followed along with it either. Anyway, what's your last question for me today? What was the name of the professor in the caped crusader caper? Was it Flanky or Fonny? Flanky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he was, um, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he couldn't pronounce anything correctly, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he pissed us off the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Here is your last question. The second time the gang meets up with the Three Stooges is in an episode called The Ghost of Blank, Hagglethorn Hall or the Red Baron? Is it Hagglethorn Hall? It was the Red Baron. Okay. Well, it looks like in that case I gained two points today. You did not gain any. Um... Which brings our totals to five and three for the week. Beautiful. So like we mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about mystery in Persia today. I have a premise for you guys here coming from Scoobypedia. Scooby and the gang, along with Genie and Babu, help a prince battle the evil spirit that was let out of a bottle. But who did it and why? <sighs> this episode is just... It, I think I said it before, it's just so disappointing. Yeah. I didn't have high hopes for it anyway, because I knew that this was going to be, like, a 1970s portrayal of what, like, a Middle Eastern country is like in the realm of Hanna-Barbera. And it did not deliver. No. I just want, I just want to say this. It did not age well. No, it did not. I just want to say this, like, straight up for you guys. Like, Shannon and I both acknowledged that a lot of the stuff that was in this episode is definitely not culturally correct. Clearly, these were written by ignorant white men in the 1970s who did not know a single thing about Iran, about really, I guess, just any Middle Eastern country. And we're not going to just nitpick that extensively today. We're going to just kind of go off of the terminology and what was said in the episode, so we're not confusing you if you guys choose to watch this episode. But... Like, I was reading some of the notes from Scoobypedia about, like, some of the cultural and, you know, historical inaccuracies that this episode had. And, oh, it's it's very prevalent. Like, it's, it's yeah. more than just one thing. So, just letting you guys know, we're not really going to be talking about that today. We're just going to be talking about what we were presented with in the episode. And it was still terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think that just because we're semi-ignoring that, that, uh, that, that we liked this episode. Because we very much did not. I have so many, like, all caps notes of just animation that threw me so bad. My my animation section in my notes, it, I don't even have anything specific there. I just wrote literally everything. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know if this Before is, like, a season... Before we start, like, in the episode, though, I do want to say one thing, which is just, like, our biggest complaint while watching these, like, the movie episodes is that there's so many, like, random scenes that don't weren't needed in the episode Mm -hmm. that's basically what this whole episode was yeah like the whole episode was just random shit that didn't need to happen i feel like this could possibly just be a season two thing for the new scooby-doo movies because this is actually the first episode that we're reviewing from the second season of this series i believe Mm -hmm. and like we already knew that the animation in this show was bad to begin with. Like, it's definitely a step down from Where Are You, which is also not setting any high bars. And this episode just... Oh my god. Like, you see it in the first, like, minute of the episode. Just seeing the gang (laughs) and how they're drawn in the mystery machine. And they do not look correct at all. No, not even in the slightest. Like, Fred has Fred's mouth? His... The stupidest grin I have ever seen. The whole time. That was like his resting face. Scooby looked like like an off-brand Scooby that like <laughs> is like that you see like in a dollar store. You know what I mean? Like you, like, you the, know when you buy like a Scooby official item and it looks like Scooby, and then you buy like an off 
brand Scooby item, yeah, that's what brand. it looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not Scooby. It's it's probably like Krooby D, not Scooby Doo. <laughs> they look really similar to confuse the grandmothers who are buying it for their children. That's what Definitely. this was. This actually might not even be a Scooby Doo episode. We've been duped. <laughs> <laughs> and then Shaggy with his neck. It's not moving with his head. Like, his head, yeah. it's like a bobblehead. Yeah. It's like a definitely. big old bobblehead. And my only other note for animation in this first scene was Daphne and her weird shape of her body. <laughs> like, she already has body issues that we have seen when, like, sometimes she's just freakishly skinny. Here, she just didn't even look like a regular human. Except I got mad because the genie looks exactly like Daphne. Yeah. Like, like we watched that episode where they thought that the vampire was Daphne. Yeah. But, like, they didn't look anything alike. Like, this genie, they took the model that they used to draw Daphne Mm -hmm. and drew the genie. And nobody said shit about it. Scooby was absolutely in love with the genie the whole time. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, the whole time I'm like, but they look the same. And, you know, I'm not really familiar with, like, I think I think the show is, like, The Wondrous Days of Genie or something like that that this character is from. And there yeah. was, like, that, that was, like, a live-action show. And then Hanna-Barbera mm-hmm. made a adaptation of it for cartoons for kids with the introduction of the Babu character. I hated him. Oh, yeah. I did not like him whatsoever. I don't really know what these characters are like in their own element, but I did not like them with the Scooby gang. You know, yeah. Scooby, I think, was the one that, like, first spotted Genie, and Daphne was the one that spotted Henry and Corey, who are the the other two members of the Genie troop, who are, like, in their motorcycle off on the side, and Daphne's like, they look familiar, and there was a weird thing with Daphne trying to wave at them, and her scarf was also, like, twice Amazing. as big. Yeah, I, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> it was weird. I noticed that Jeannie waves at the mystery machine with her eyes closed. Oh, cute. Yeah, I didn't so, notice that one. You know, you would think that she would want to see where she's going. Um, they somehow crash the mystery machine out of just the shock of seeing this woman. Like, Fred rams it into the side of a mountain from Ooh, the yeah. looks of it. But then it also ends up in a ditch. I don't know. I didn't get that one. I'm so confused about the layout here. Because they were on Fred's side of the van... But Daphne was waving out the passenger side. But then when you see the van crash, the mountain is on Fred's side. So, like, where did... I? I uh, where was everybody? Where was everybody? <laughs> <laughs> I did note that Scooby has some real hots for Jeannie. Yes. Like, he... He is in love. Yeah, he's enamored with her. I noted that Shaggy refers to the mystery machine as an old truck. Yeah, that's weird. And I weird. don't like that. Because I think later Velma even refers to the van as a truck. And that's just... the van. I felt a little offended by that. Also, Daphne's nose disappeared at one point. I'm just, I'm just having a blast talking about these animation errors. Because <laughs> it doesn't end here, guys. It's the um, entire episode. We also... We learn because Babu cannot do anything correct. He, he has been an apprentice. the entire 45 minutes does not do a single spell correctly. And mm-hmm. he has been an apprentice for 1,500 years. Yes. And I don't, you know, maybe it's just because that's a little minuscule in their time because, like, the main villain has been, like, trapped in a bottle for, like, 10,000 years. But I do feel like he should have made some progress over 1,500 years. We meet Babu, though, after... Genie like pulls the mystery machine out of the ditch and creates a picnic and Shaggy's arm morphed for a second. It's one thing that I'm not liking about the dynamic with Corey and Henry. And I know it's just because Genie's, you know, obey the master who is the one that let them out of the bottle. But like, because Genie is the only character in their group who is female and she's just constantly referring to Henry and Corey as like master. Yeah. I just don't love it. And no, then, it's weird. I didn't like it. I suspect some serious sexual tension, though, between Corey and Henry. Yeah. I think they are definitely gay for each other. And I'm not yeah. mad about it. I just, I, I think it's there. So they decided to just all hang out. They're just driving in their cars to 
somewhere. They don't have a destination. They're just like, let's all just drive together. So they just let's all, hang out for a little bit. Yeah, and they just all get in their car to go. <laughs> Jeannie levitates Scooby to fly outside with her. And then Bebu's like, hey, Shaggy, do you want to try? And Shaggy's like, uh, okay. <laughs> and he lifts the mystery machine, like, probably, like, ten stories up into the air. It was so funny. I love, like, Shaggy's just screaming, Fred like, gets help! So mad. <laughs> Fred gets so mad at Shaggy. Shaggy's like, all I said was well. He was like, we'd be better off if you just said no. I'm yeah. Like, Fuck, dude, calm down. Everybody is so mad at Shaggy in this episode because in the beginning of the episode they're giving him shit for being like hungry or just Mm -hmm. being like food driven like they're it's just it's back on Shaggy day man until they crashed the mystery machine and then they were bagging on Fred but yeah I have this quote of something tells me we're not as loose as you'd think I think this was in response to Bebu receiving the signal from the great Haji that they had a mission to go and do yeah um because they were all talking about like hanging out for the rest of the day I just don't like how he said that. No. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not as loose as you think. just could have been worded better. Yes. So we learn about the great Haji, who is the master of all genies, and he's asking Genie to take a trip over to Persia to help a prince over there. Vama astutely corrects everybody, saying that that's actually Iran now. Nobody calls it Persia anymore. And they decide, let's just all go there now. So they just teleport over to Persia for fun. And she teleports, like, everything. Because they do take the van with them. Oh, did they? Okay, I was wondering yeah. that because I didn't write that down. Because I was, I didn't catch it the first time. And then I think the second time, like, the van's in the background. They never, like, deal with it or whatever, but it is there. But at one point, when they first get there, I think it's Daphne is like, oh, wow, is this actually, like, Persia? Is this, like, where we're at? And Velma's response is, well, does it look like Yankee Stadium? <laughs> like holy shit dude right okay i was also a little confused here too because this is where we see the villain for the first time being um the prince's uncle abdullah and it was unclear to me if he was in america when he watched like like i wasn't sure because you know how he was standing on that little hill yeah was he watching them teleport to persia or was he like getting a vision of them teleporting to persia because it wasn't really clear to me where he was in that instance. I have no idea. I have no idea. Like, I wrote in all caps, I guess the villain was there in America with his evil genie or something, and it was just unclear to me where he was or why he was even there. But from what we learn in this scene is that the great Haji had imprisoned Jadal, which is the evil genie of the episode, in the bottle about 10,000 years ago. Yeah. And we're to assume in this case that Abdullah is the one who let him out. So... The question of the, in like the premise of this episode being like who let him out and why it, it, it was the uncle guys, and it's... it was the uncle. What I appreciate though about the uncle, even though he's totally evil, like he's like bad, whatever, is that he wants to be the sultan, right? So he's like, if I can chase the prince out, then it goes to me. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I just have to get the prince out of here. So obviously he's using the jinn to do that. But he's also helping the jinn because he's like, look, I realize you're pissed that you got locked up. Who do you want backlash on? We'll go get him. Mm, I don't. Because like, there wasn't really a need for like genie to come besides the jinn to get his revenge. Well, that wasn't really revenge. That was more so Jadal just defending himself because he knew that the Haji was sending genie to go and deal with him. I assume there's, like, a lot of genies, though. I, I agree, but I don't think Abdullah was doing that to help out Jadal. Like, no, Jadal is acknowledged as Abdullah's slave. I don't think that he's as kind-hearted yeah, or... that's true. I also hated that, because at the end he was like, what did you do with my slave? Yeah. And I was like, bro, that's your genie. That's not your slave. Like, yeah. what? And see, and that's why I don't like it when genie calls Corey and Henry master. But, yeah. um, I just, I think it's just interesting... We're always talking about how in the new Scooby-Doo movies, the mysteries are always, like, piss poor and not developed at all. This episode doesn't really have a mystery at all. Especially if you look at it from the context of the question of, like, who let him out and why. Well, we we know who let him out and why. And we find that out in the first five minutes of the episode. 
And then we have 40 Episode more. over, let's all go home. <laughs> like, right, because now we have another 40 minutes left to watch the gang eventually discover what we already know. And it's just not, yeah. it's not fun to watch because the episode is just terrible. And that's the thing. If they would have just taken that one scene out, it actually, I mean, it wouldn't have been a better episode, but we wouldn't know the answer. So then throughout would the episode, be you'd still kind of, I mean, it is very obvious, but also same with every Scooby-Doo episode. Like, when you watch a Scooby-Doo episode, you meet two people. One person's right. innocent, or three people. One person's innocent, one person's an asshole, and the other person's the villain. Well, we didn't have an asshole in this episode. It was really just the prince who's benevolent, and then we have the uncle who just sounds sketch just the way he talks. Yep. I noted that when they get to the palace in Persia, that the gates open on their own, and they're like, oh, it was just the wind. And this happened in the Space Kook episode as well, when they got to that abandoned airfield. Yeah. So I'm going to be watching that. I'm going to be doing a tally for the remainder of this season of how many times these gates and doors just open for no fucking reason. I mean, this time I was assuming it was the, the Jin and the uncle because they had made a comment of, like, let's go greet him at the front door. Mm-hmm. And then that's the only, like, place that we see like anything happen at the front door but scooby and shaggy do go running in the opposite direction when the doors open right because then Velma makes the comment of they won't stop until they hit north dakota (laughs) yeah and that's a run from iran to north dakota so So what is so fancy about north dakota why are they going there quite specifically north dakota north dakota genie teleports them back over to the palace and she convinces scooby to stay to protect her you know because scooby's in love with her you have to protect me it was so i hated it she's just using her feminine charms Mm -hmm. can we talk about the random man in the white garb okay i was so confused about him because he peers out a window it was an actual ghosty thing i'm assuming because he peers out the window and like watches them enter the palace and then like everyone is just looking around this palace. They find a hundred rooms and they're like, well, no one's here, but we're also tired. So Jeannie makes a comment saying that Persians are known for their hospitality. So they won't mind if we sleep in their rooms. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, they're like, I listen, I'm known for hosp- for good hospitality, but if you break into my house and then I come home to find you sleeping in my bed, like I will scream. It's like, you can't bro, fucking do that. It's like, bro, I just made a trip to Kohl's to return a shirt. Like, right. <laughs> so like they all take their rooms and here's something I noted as well. Daphne, Velma, and Jeannie take a room. Corey and Henry take a room because they're boyfriends. <laughs> Shaggy and Scooby take a room with Bebu because, I guess. And Fred got his own room. They were room with Fred. Well, Fred at got his own point... room. Well, I know, but at one point, Shaggy goes, yeah, so that leaves me, Fred, and Scooby in one room. And then Fred doesn't say anything, and they're fine. And I think they were all in one room, because that's when Babu's like, can I sleep with you guys? Like, I'm going to be really scared and lonely. And so they were like, yeah. And then the next time we see him, Fred has his own room. I don't remember them saying that Fred would bunk with them, but I just made a note that Fred did sleep alone, so... And they said there's, like, a hundred rooms, so it's fine. Everybody could get their own room if they wanted. Literally everybody could have their own room if they wanted, but... (laughs) When they're in their room, this is when Shaggy's like, okay, well, I'm gonna go brush my teeth. It was the weirdest Did you bring your toothbrush with you? (laughs) I mean, I assume... That they always have, like, stuff in the car because they, they, they're always on the road. But, like, when have we ever heard Shaggy say anything about, like, just hygiene in general? When has he ever been like, I'm kind of dirty. I'm going to go take a shower. <laughs> so, like, he goes to brush his teeth. And the, the man in the white garb we saw earlier, he appears and he terrorizes Scooby and Bebu. There's some antics there. And when... They're, like, now cornered in the bedroom. I think it was Babu who, like, called for Genie. So Genie appears. And... Because Babu can't do fucking anything. Yeah. So when Genie performs her magic, she, like, whips her ponytail. And so she does it. And the way the guy in the white garb disappears, it looks like his headpiece went up in the air. And then the robe that he was in just, like, fell to the ground. So, like, I wrote that I'm to assume that Jeannie beheaded this man and then destroyed <laughs> his body. 
with the whip of her ponytail, that man she was like, is gone. Like, he does not exist anymore. And I'm like, th- this was a completely separate person. Because, again, we're always talking about how in the new Scooby-Doo movies, there's also that just that one guy who's, like, that one operating independently. There, you know, there's the cactus, and there's the gargoyle. This time, it's the man in the white garb who Jeannie fucking killed Honestly, just now. no, 100%. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> I also imagine that she just, like, wiped him clean off the earth exactly so like his parents were like sitting there with a picture of the family on their fireplace mantle and like the mom looks at the picture and then her son disappears and she's like i never had a son it's like when hermione does the oblivious spell in deathly hollows yeah like like she's just like maybe the mom turns around and she looks at her husband and she's like why didn't we ever have kids and he's like i don't know (laughs) Like, that man never existed. He's gone. Right. So, returning to my point about Corey and Henry being boyfriends. So, Henry is looking in the mirror, combing his hair, and makes a joke about, like, how he needs to look good if he meets a chick in his dream. I'm like, dude, you are sleeping in the same bed as Corey, and it looks like it's a twin-size bed. Yeah, Like, yeah. I don't think that that's what's going to be happening. And something I noted was that Jeannie asks permission to Corey to cu- to enter the room before she teleports in. Yeah. And they're making a joke. She's got manners. Yes. But she's like, they're like joking around about Henry because Henry sees the reflection in the mirror, you know, well, do some crazy shit. Guy. Yes. Is that ever explained? I'm assuming it's kind of like what you were saying with the, the gate where the genie, like Jadal is fucking with everybody. Yeah. Um, but I would also like to assume that maybe that's just a magic mirror. And it just likes to fuck with people. I don't know. A completely separate identity. This one has two. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> Jeannie, like, you know, leaves for the night. And Corey's like, yeah, we'll make sure that Henry gets a good night's sleep. I'm like, yeah, you definitely will. Look at them broad <laughs> shoulders. Like, he will definitely be making sure Henry gets a good night's sleep. He's like, sleep. he's going to get a nice, long sleep. Now, all of the human characters are in bed and sleeping when their beds, like, tip down and they all, like, go down to a dungeon. However, something I wanted to bring up here is that in Fred's room, where we finally see that Fred's sleeping alone, a vulture flew into his room and landed on the bed. And yeah. it did nothing. It didn't do no. anything. Because it lands it in the room. It caught at one point. Well, it, like, it lands in the room. And then we cut over to Daphne and Velma, who get tipped down into the dungeon. And then we cut back to Fred, who then gets tipped down to the dungeon. And then the vulture flies away. Yeah. What was that vulture for? I have no idea. That was the weirdest, <laughs> that was the weirdest thing. See, again, like, just weird, random shit that's happening. Like, why? Why? There was absolutely no need. That didn't elongate the episode at all. There was no need for that. And... You know, I want to chalk a lot of the stuff that's happening in this palace up to Jadal, but that just seems too far. Like, th- th- that was just the window was open and a vulture landed <laughs> and in the room. a vulture flew in. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I really don't think that, that Jadal is doing a whole bunch. Like, I think he's mainly just chilling. I don't think he did the vulture. I don't think the ghosty ghoul guy was, was him. I think that was just some random entity. Yes. Like, the mirror, maybe he, like, enchanted the mirror to make his reflection alive. But, like, that also just seems, like, weird and odd. Like, when we see him do magic, it's always, like, electrocution or, like, it's very... Like, he's not one to, like, pick on you or bully you or whatever. Yeah, he's he's just a sinister genie. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, I don't think any of that was him. Now, the reason why I brought up earlier that Jeannie had asked permission for Corey to let her in the bedroom was because, you know, Henry and Corey also are in their beds and it tips down into the dungeon. And Jeannie does not ask permission to enter the room this time. She She, just teleports in. She asks permission, but she doesn't wait for an answer. Yeah. She she, goes, Master, can I come in? And and then then she moves in. in. And I was like, oh. I, I wrote down that I feel like that's a Jeannie crime. Like, you know how, like, vampires can't enter your home unless you give them permission? Like, I feel like that's what's happening here where like the genies should not be allowed to enter the room unless the master tells them they can like i think that she just committed a genie crime okay like there might be a grievance that's going to be sent to the taji if you know this goes out i mean the thing is is who's there to tell us 
I'm tattling. The great Haji, we have a report that Jeannie did not ask permission to enter this room. Where, Where's the Jeannie HR so I can call? <laughs> right. I need to speak to your manager. <laughs> so I hate that when they all land in the dungeon, they are surrounded by doors. Yeah, it's just doors. But all the doors... What is happening here? So they open it's one portals. door. They're all portals. They must be portals to other worlds because one door Something. opens and it's just wind. Just, just wind, wind. Just is blowing wind. out that door and they sh- and they shut it. And then I think I'm it was- sorry, but I'd rather deal with wind than the other door, which was basically just a werewolf. Yeah, that hand that came out of it, and it's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I would rather the wind. These have nothing to do with Jadal at all. Like I am no, convinced no, like these are just portals to other worlds, and they are like one of them is like the one door with the wind. It's just a dark world with wind. There's nothing. This is wind. <laughs> They stumbled into a little area with a bunch of doors and, like, there's just a bunch of different shit going on. We see Genie and Babu outside the palace and they see this pyramid in the distance because, of course, there's pyramids now in Iran. And yeah. um, Genie's like, I'm getting a vibration from my master. And I hate that. Yeah, I she hate says that, that a lot and I hate I hated it. that. So it tells her that the gang are in the pyramid. But now I'm confused about the layout here because they all fell down into a dungeon in the palace. Mm-hmm. But the dungeon is apparently above the pyramid because I think it was Shaggy and Scooby who open a door and they end up like sliding down the pyramid to join Genie and Babu. So is the dungeon above the pyramid? But it's also below the palace. And okay, they're so separate what I imagine things. Happening. Here's what I think happened. I think that it's kind of like um a roller coaster. Or like uh like like so they start off, right, and then they just slide down and maybe do like a loop de loo or something and get enough momentum to go back up to where the pyramid is. Okay, but what you're telling me is that there's a dungeon. There's, no, there's, the thing is that the pyramid and the palace are two separate things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they start off, right, at the at the palace. And then they fall down the tube. And then do, like, a loop-de-loo. And then get enough momentum to come back up to where the the pyramid is. Like, they're underground the whole time on this on this magic roller coaster. But, like, they get enough momentum to come back up to where, like, land is, and that's how they ended up in the pyramid. I'm sorry, Shannon, but the physics don't work with what you're saying. I'm going to say, based on the fact that we have now seen that these doors are portals to other worlds, that this dungeon in itself is also another world. Okay. So when they open so that maybe door... It's like- like, maybe when they open the door, they re-enter the human world, and now they can slide down the pyramid and join Genie. But okay. That, that's the only reason, like, in my head, how that works. You can stick with your roller coaster idea. <laughs> I'm going to go with the, the supernatural idea, because I'm just angry. <laughs> I'm just angry. I'm just mad. <laughs> so, this is when they finally meet Abdullah, who is big sketch the way he laughs like evil laugh when you hear an evil laugh that's an evil person listen you, if you i stay away from those and people that's their laugh yeah i got to go my mom's calling me i have to leave <laughs> yeah like i don't talk to strangers sir <laughs> so he takes them to meet prince aben and a note i made is that prince aben and abdullah are very white yeah <laughs> and they were whitewashed definitely now, I guess in this show, the prince can only become, like, the ruler of Persia if they stay in the palace for one year without leaving. Which seems weird. I I, I don't understand Listen, why I've been that's... quarantined for a week and I want to die. Week. <laughs> no, two weeks. I'm sorry. I've been quarantined for two weeks and I want to die. I could not imagine. I mean, I guess if I was in a palace and it was really big like that, I could maybe understand. But, like not leaving your house for an entire year. Mm-hmm. That's basically what we've been doing. It's so imagine of, that. It's kind of like when you see, like, celebrities 
online, like, just talking about how they're just having a rough day and they're in quarantine and they're, like, million-dollar homes. And I'm yeah, just, yeah. like, really? <laughs> yeah. You and your 2,000 billion feet of property and me and my, like, two-bedroom little whatever. No, fuck off. Get out of here. Bye. <laughs> While they're talking to Prince Aben, we see eyes on a painting move, and we hear a loud, like, ghostly moan, and I guess it's to be assumed that it's Jadal, but I also like to assume there's just, you know, screams happening in this palace because there's just portals There's portals to other worlds with, you know, werewolves and wind, so I don't know. And... I don't know what's <laughs> happening here. <laughs> Now, I'm confused with this. So, Prince Aben says that he's pretty sure he's being haunted by an evil spirit or something. So, he's he's spot on there. But he believes yeah. that the reason why is because there's a myth that his ancestor was the one who imprisoned the spirit in the bottle. But that can't be true because we've been told that the great Haji was the one that imprisoned Jadal in the bottle. And the great Haji's My- not human. No, my thought was that maybe the great Haji was being, like, I hate saying it, like, being mastered or whatever, like, you want to call it. Like, he was connected to Prince Aben's Ancestor. Great whatever. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Like, I don't love that idea, but that's my only thought to the connection of it. But and I it can't... would kind of explain as to why the great Haji, like, kept an eye on him, because, like... Yeah, but I can't imagine the great Haji being the king of the genies being enslaved to a human. Like, he's the king of the genies. I mean, listen, it was, like, 10,000 years ago. I don't know. So, like, I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe it was his first time he accidentally got trapped in his own bottle and somebody found it. Because, I mean, the thing is, is even as a king, like, you still have your bottle. And if someone finds that bottle and rubs it, they're your master now. I don't know. That's why I rub every bottle I find. <laughs> Is that right? You never know. <laughs> In case you find a genie. So, yeah, listen. Worst case, I rubbed a bottle. Best case, I get three wishes. Worst case, I rubbed a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my favorite thing I've ever heard Shannon say. <laughs> so, <laughs> when we hear the loud moan from the main room where everybody is, Shaggy, Scooby, Henry, and Babu all run away. And at one point, Scooby is, like, scared because he sees Jadal appear. And, like, he can't verbalize what he's seeing. And Babu was like, I didn't know that you spoke Persian. And I just rolled my eyes. Yeah. Um, Fred, Daphne, Velma, Jeannie, and Corey are still talking to the, to the prince and his uncle. And... They tell them that they're going to help them with stopping the palace hauntings and all that. And the uncle's just like, but you all are just children. And, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Fuck off. We cut back to the other group. Scooby, Shaggy, Corey. Not Corey. Henry. I always get those two confused. Scooby, Shaggy, Henry, and Babu are all running away from the Jadal guy. And (laughs) Babu, he, like, teleports and just disappears. And he goes, goodbye, all. That's the only way I want to leave a room from now on. Goodbye, all. (laughs) Just poof, disappear. And then Jadal, like, gets mad, and he goes, Molly Kalom! And then he leaves the room, and I don't know what that did. I I, I have no idea what that did. Because, like, there was no no spell happened, nothing happened. He just said it mad. Like, he was just like, Molly Kalom! And then he just leaves. And that's that. Molly Kalom. Yep. If that means something, guys, please tell us, because I don't know what that means. No. I don't know if that's, like, another language, or... Maybe it's, it's Persian. <laughs> Stop. So, we cut back to the other group. Fred, Daphne, Velma, Jeannie, Corey. There's so many fucking characters. They're walking with the prince to the kitchen. And I noted that Corey's hair turned blonde. Yeah. It's originally brown. And the prince says that there's, like, a lot of booby-trapped rooms and stuff in this palace, and he doesn't even know the ins and out of all of them. I'm like, why? Yeah, okay, so here was my thought with that. So, like, if you've been living in this palace, at least for the past almost year, but I assume that you grew up in this palace, because, like, you're the prince. Well, and they, so and they even say that his father was the king, Sultan, yeah. person at so, one Yeah, so, like, point. I yeah. assume you grew up in this palace. 
it seems very, very problematic that you don't know the ins and the outs of your own castle. That if somebody broke in or if you went to war and somebody was like coming to storm the castle, you would have no way to get out besides the front fucking door. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know any of the secret passages. You'd get lost and you would die of starvation. Like it seems very problematic because at least as a kid, you're not telling me as a kid you didn't go run around in the secret passages. If someone told me told me there were secret passages in my house, I would I would be there right now. And the thing is, like, especially if you're a child, there is a dungeon yeah. in this palace that has portals to other worlds with wind and werewolves. You do That's... not allow the child to be going willy-nilly without being told what these things are and where they are yeah. and how to avoid them. Because I, for one, do not want to be a six-year-old child getting lost in a world of wind. I'm not going to lie, though. If my kid just, like, up and disappeared and we're, like, going to go play in the secret passages, and if you tell them, like, okay, but don't open that door, they're going to be like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Even if you were, like, if you open that door, it's a secret passage to another world where it's just wind. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, okay, I'm going to go get blown away. Or, like, that'd be, like, the challenge. Like, how long can you stand with the door open? Or, you know, whatever. Like, like... Stupid kid shit, yeah. At that point, like... If I, if I was a parent living in that castle, I'm letting my kid go. If you come back, you come back. If you die, I guess I gotta have another The one. werewolf got him. The werewolf got him. The I'd be like, yeah, him. you had an older brother, Timmy, but the werewolf got him. Please don't open that door again. So, <laughs> when, they, <laughs> when they meet up in the kitchen, um, every, you know, everybody's now in the kitchen, and... Jadal appears and traps Jeannie in a bottle and he disappears with her. And he basically just tells everybody that she won't be released unless the prince leaves. Because if the prince leaves, then he can no longer be the ruler of Persia. And then I guess the uncle takes over. And this is when Fred, like, tells Corey, like, I think it's time to tell the prince what's going on. I guess I didn't catch this, but I guess that they were trying to keep the fact that Jeannie and Babu were genies a secret. Like, they didn't tell the prince yeah, was, at that at I all. I was very confused because I figured... Here, I, I assumed that he knew. I assumed he's the one that asked for help. Well, no, because the Haji's the one that asked for the help to protect the prince. Well, yeah, but I mean, I assumed that, like, the prince, like, went to the Haji and was like, hey... How would he have contacted him? Man. He's just a human, and he doesn't have any genies. I don't know. Listen, I just figured that it's not like Batman. Like, it's Batman. You know, you put out the bat signal and then... Oh, well, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, when they first were talking with the prince, he was like, all the way from the United States that you've come. Like, how was your trip? And I think, like, Velma kind of, like, winked and was like, it was just like that. I'm assuming, like, maybe that... Okay, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it, I guess they were kind of intentionally not telling him. I just don't know why they wouldn't have, though. No, it like, was just weird. I would have just been straight up. It's like, hey, dude. So, like, the king of the genies asked me to come here to help you out. Like, this is genie. She's a genie. And, like... She's a genie. This is genie. She's a genie. <laughs> this is mule. He's a mule. <laughs> We're so creative in these, in these uh, writings, aren't we? Hashtag find mule. <laughs> oh, so, man. yeah, I guess they... Yeah, I feel I feel like they just should have told him straight up. It's like we're we're genies and we're here to help you fight an evil genie per the request of the king of the genies. Like this is a big deal. Like why is everybody keeping information from the prince? Like the prince doesn't know about he the genies. Be the ones to know the prince doesn't know the whole ins and outs of the palace. I don't even know if he knows about the door to the world with the wind. Like the prince doesn't know anything. <laughs> Somebody please tell the prince that there is unlimited wind right there. <laughs> and after they inform him of what's going on, like, you know, they're all debating, like, what they should do next. And I think it was Corey who was like, you can't give up. Like, we have to save Jeannie. And then Velma and Daphne just kind of gave up. They're like, no, maybe it's probably just best that you leave. And I'm just like, that's really, like not in character for you two. To which, right. to which the prince responds, could I be less brave than a female? And that just floored me right there. Oh, I was pissed. Like, I almost turned the episode off. I was just like, nah, we're done. Like, 
I acknowledge that. Let him leave. I don't care if he becomes Sultan anymore. Let him die. Let the djinn eat him. I literally could care less. Like, I'm mad that Vama and Daphne are being out of character here, but I'm also mad that we're now seeing the true colors of the prince. Like, oh, that's what you think. Also, tell me, because uh, the fucking genie is a lady, okay? Yeah. Like, fuck you. You're less powerful than a lady. They all, I guess, at this point, decide to go and try and find her. So they split up, and Shaggy and Scooby and Babu end up in... Okay, there's this... I don't even know what happened. There's this floor that it like has a spot on it, and it says, look at this spot. So they all stand there, and they look at it. They do it in groups. So Shaggy, Scooby, and Babu stare at it, and then they go down, like an elevator, into, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, another dungeon. And then Fred, Daphne, Velma, Corey, and Henry, and the prince, there's so many fucking people. (laughs) They all are looking at the same spot, and then they go up. So they're... I'm just so confused. This palace is interdimensional, I guess is just my entire point. Is They're all just teleporting to other rooms and other worlds. If you have a willy-nilly... That's like the magic staircase in fucking Harry Potter, okay? If I had a willy-nilly little thing like that where it's just stare at this spot and it's going to take you wherever it thinks you need to go why are you so scared to tell him about a genie like he knows magic exists he has that that he has a spot thing in in his castle like right so like i'm not gonna do spoilers here but like you know like the interdimensional aspects of like the last few episodes of like mystery incorporated like yeah that's the kind of shit that i feel like is happening here in this palace and yeah I'm just, it, it floors me because I can't get a wrap around where everybody is at any given point. Like, no. once they go up in this elevator thing, they're in this room. It's just like a normal, it looks like a study. And for some reason, Henry is looking at this window and he keeps thinking it's a painting. Because he's like, oh, wow, that painting's moving. And I'm like, dude, it's it's a window. It's that, a window. That, that, th- those are windows, Henry. Like, like this, poor sweet Henry. This is the same man who's, like, you know, complaining about the reflections in the mirror. Like, I'm just not convinced that this man has any kind of grasp about what glass is. <laughs> I don't think he's okay. So, he ends up, like, falling out the window. Because we, we can see, like, a camel on the sand in the distance in the window. And everybody's like, whoa, where'd he go? And Fred's like, I think he went out that window. Something's not right about that window. So they go and they look at it and I guess they all like fall out of the the room because the room tilts. Yeah. So they all fall and now they're also like in an underground dungeon. It looks like a cave. It was the weirdest shit, dude. I noted that when they all landed in the cave, there's like pillows to like to cushion their fall. And we see every How often does that happen? Not often enough. Like that that that's courteous. At least when you fall into this dungeon, you are not going to necessarily get harmed. Yeah, like, it happens enough that they were like, we should put pillows here. But I noted that when everyone was falling, like, we see everybody fall one by one onto the pillows, but we don't see Daphne. Like, Daphne's there. She's with the group, but we don't see her land, so... Daphne doesn't fall. Maybe she flew. She's... Yeah, Daphne is elegant, okay? Maybe she, like, took her dress skirt and, like, I guess just extended it and just used the wind to, like, parachute down. Graceful. Yeah, yeah, like Mary Poppins. Yes, exactly, like Mary Poppins. Yep. So they find this orange bottle, and Velma immediately is just like, it must be a thousand years old. And, like, she really, like, drove that home. I guess a thousand years old. And I think it was the prince who's like, well, you can have it. And it's like, okay, cool. (laughs) So I hated that it matched her sweater. It was the same orange. You're right. And then it also, like, you know how her sleeve has that, like, like material at the end to show that it's a sweater? Mm-hmm. Like, it had that as the bottom. Yeah. Like, when I first saw it and the way she was holding it, I, like, I thought that, like, they fucked up. I don't And know. just, like, extended her sweater. But, like, that's just what it looked like. <laughs> While they're in this room, which they can't figure out how to get out of, like, it, it's, like, a, just a carved out cave room. It doesn't have any doors or windows or exits. So they assume that the genie has been, like, passing through the walls to enter this room. Yeah. Um, but we cut over now to Shaggy, Scooby, and Babu, who have now discovered Genie. She's trapped in her bottle. Although, before they found her, they could hear her voice, and they were scared that it's Genie's ghost and started running away. I'm like, are they assuming that if Genie died and became a ghost, that she would be evil? 
Because, like, they're terrified. Right, she's been nothing but kind to you, but and, okay. Like, they're terrified at the prospect of meeting Jeannie's ghost. And I'm assuming they just assume that you become evil when you die. Evil, yeah. I mean, to be fair, every ghost they've met has not been nice. I guess you're right. So, she's in the bottle, and she's trapped behind an invisible force field. And the only thing that can penetrate it is sound. Which Scooby, then, in anguish, because he can't save the love of his life, starts howling. And this howl is apparently so high-pitched that it shatters the bottle. Yeah, I was... I, I put, so Scooby just barked? Like, that doesn't seem like a good... Well, like, it doesn't seem like... like If I was going to trap somebody in something, it wouldn't be something that is so easily broken. Well, I'm also just like... If Scooby's howl can be that high-pitched to where it can shatter glass and stuff, like, that's a weapon that they need to utilize more. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can imagine that, a lot of applications that for that. That some earbud or some, like, eardrums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at this point, once Jeannie is free from the bottle, she starts getting the signal of where her master is, because that's just a thing that Jeannie's has. She gets the little vibrations. Yeah, yeah, she gets the vibrations. And when they start running towards everybody else... I noted that Scooby was running in slow motion. Did you see that? Yeah. Like, everybody's running normally. You know, like, Jeannie and Babu, I think, are just flying. Shaggy's yeah. running. And Scooby is also running, but he's going in slow motion. He's got, he, he's taking it slow to let everybody else keep up. Well, then it also cuts closer to Jeannie as she's talking, and Scooby is still running in slow motion. Like, that wasn't yeah. just, like, a one-time, one-off error. Like, that just went on and on. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, okay, Scooby. So sure. they, like, basically use magic to, like, shatter a whole window into the cave room that the rest of the gang is trapped in. And when everybody comes out, Valmas is like, look, Jeannie, I found this bottle. It must be a thousand years old. And like I said, she just loves the fact that this bottle is potentially a thousand years old. But Jeannie then corrects her because she's stupid. And it's just like, uh-uh, that'd be 10,000 years old. Yeah, because it's the other genie's bottle. Mm-hmm. So after she corrects her, they now encounter Jadal, who's just like, I'm going to defeat you. And, you know, they start throwing <laughs> magic at each other. You know, Jadal's doing the electric finger. She just, finger. like, smacks his hand. Yeah. She's like, no. With, with, her, with her ponytail, yeah. Yeah. And then she's making rocks, like, appear and, like, I guess make Jadal shrink. But I don't understand why Jadal's so worried about shrinking down and down and down with the rocks. Because can't he pass through walls and rocks? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, Like, can't you just be like... Why is this a problem for you? Yeah. I didn't didn't understand that one. And then, you know, Jeannie, you know, tells him the only way that I'll stop is if you go in this bottle. So Jadal, you know, goes into the bottle and, yeah, he's defeated. So... Like, why was he defeated so easily, though? Uh, but you know, like I said, like I don't understand why he was th- so threatened by these rocks because he's yeah, evidently know. able to pass through them, as are other genies. We've seen it many times. Even Babu, to a certain extent, can pass through walls. He's not good at it, but he can do it. Like he panics and and then he forgets. I don't know. When they've trapped Jadal in the bottle, this is when Fred like goes to the prince and he's like, "Okay, well, we got to think about this. Like, who could have possibly let him out? Like, someone had to have. You know, he was obeying a master." And yeah. that's when they all just kind of assume it's Abdullah because it's obviously Abdullah. Genie, there's no one else. There's here. literally <laughs> nobody else here. Like the guy in the white gar was destroyed. He's not in the picture anymore. He doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> and I don't think it's the werewolf, so it has to be Abdullah. So Genie teleports Abdullah into the room, and he's like, "No, you defeated my slave." And then Prince Abin was like, why? Why would you do this? And he goes, because I wanted to rule the way that a proper sultan would rule. Your father was a fool. He wanted to rule with love. I wanted to do it with force. <laughs> Just like, okay. Oh, so do you mean like Donald Trump and uh, Joe Biden? Ah! So, <laughs> so <laughs> Jeannie ends up shrinking Abdullah down into the bottle with Jadal. And then teleports the bottle away to be handled by the Great Haji. So, the Great Haji, he's got some, like, I guess he's also, like, the judge. So, he's going to determine, like, what ultimately happens to these two. Judge and jury. Yep. Now, I hope it gets thrown in a volcano. 
the episode ends with them all like smelling food so they run to the kitchen and earlier in the episode when they had been eating out of this cauldron they thought that it was like food and it turned out to be laundry and this time it turned out to be soap yeah so i have some questions for this problematic kitchen staff what's that why are you doing laundry in the kitchen um and why are you boiling soap in the kitchen. And why are you allowing people to, like, eat it? Yeah. Like, why are you allowing people to get a bowl and a spoon and scoop it into the bowl? Like, you watched these people do it. Mm-hmm. And I get, like, maybe if they were being assholes, you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, fucking eat the laundry, bitch. I don't give a fuck. But, like, this is the gang. Like, you know they weren't rude about it. Right. Um, <laughs> I noted that uh, Fred had Henry's voice for a second. Yeah. Like, he was talking. It was Henry's voice. It's kind of like the Daphne Velma swapping. And the episode just ends with Scooby hiccuping. Everybody's in the background laughing. We don't see Shaggy and Babu because they're eating the soap. But I'm assuming that we don't see them hiccuping because I'm assuming they died of eating the soap. I'm assuming they had a really adverse reaction to it. Um, Okay. And that's how the episode ended. Yeah. Need I ask you what you gave this on the Scooby's Nacometer? Because I'm pretty sure I know your rating. I, surprisingly, uh, gave it a one. Surprisingly? <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> I know that you weren't expecting that, um, but I gave it a one. <laughs> the way you calmly, like, said that, though, actually made me, like, <laughs> anticipating, like, a two. <laughs> <laughs> Explain your one, please. Uh, there was nothing good about this episode. Nothing. You don't gain anything in life by watching this episode. Besides, now you know a couple more racist terms and, and you know how to be an asshole. Like, there was literally, there was nothing good about this episode. I agree. I, I'm giving it a one as well. Uh, beautiful. I, I completely agree with you. There's nothing redeeming in this. There's, it's problematic. There's racism. There's sexism. It just, it, it didn't make any sense at all. There was no mystery. I feel like I wasted a good hour and a half to two hours of my life having to watch this episode. Yeah. And then I proceeded to talk about it here, and I just feel like this is an instance where I really could have been doing something better with my time. Oh, 100%. <laughs> so, with... We could have done anything else with our lives. Yeah. I would have rather... Listen, I haven't done anything in the past two weeks, but uh, but but I would have done anything besides this. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're giving it a one. I'm giving it a one. That Groovy Scoopcast awards Mystery in Persia a 1 out of 10 on the Scooby Snackometer. Well deserved. Well deserved. My f- Not even sad about it. My fun fact for the week is pertaining to this episode, however, this is the very first time that the gang is seen leaving the United States. Okay. It's also the very first time where they have to encounter beings from another world where, like, the other characters in the episode are blatantly supernatural. Yeah. Like, we, you know, we see, like, hints of that and like, in Where Are You? Like, these are, like, the first real confirmed supernatural happenings that the gang is experiencing. Which weirds me out only because it doesn't phase them all that much. Aside from just momentarily no, just crashing like, ah, the van. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the extent of it. But, um, a couple firsts for this episode and I don't really feel like I, I, it doesn't, it doesn't save it at all. It's still gonna get a one from me, but yeah. Yeah. In Scooby-Doo news, I know we talked about it last week, the Scooby-Doo Pop Funko that's exclusively being offered by Hot Topic. If you go to their website, you can pre-order it for $12.50. It's expected to ship by November 21st if you order it now, so go and get that. So next week, we will be moving on to the Scooby-Doo show. This is going to be a refreshing episode, I hope, after having to watch Mystery in Persia. Shannon, I hope so. (laughs) Can you... uh, Randomize what we'll be watching? Yeah. Okay, here we go. So next week, we will be watching The Creepy Creature of Vulture's Claw. I've maybe only seen this episode once, I think. I don't really remember it. Well, let's see if I can refresh your memory with a premise. This premise is coming from Scoobypedia. While visiting Vulture's Claw Botanical Gardens, owned by one of Velma's friends, Professor Greer, the gang confronts a seven-foot-tall praying mantis that roams the grounds and is scaring away Professor Greer's associates. Okay. That sounds terrifying. Honestly, I'm looking at the picture. I don't love it. No. Look at that guy. 
<laughs> he looks so scary. Right. Jeez. But, like, come on, seriously, like, a, a seven-foot-tall praying mantis. Like, I'm barely five-foot. Like, I'm five-foot-two. Yeah. Imagine him just towering over me. Seven feet, yeah. That's that's terrifying. I hate everything about that. <laughs> well, if you guys want to talk to us about Mystery in Persia, or the creepy creature of Ultra's Claw, or anything Scooby-Doo related for that matter, you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at That Groovy Scoopcast and Twitter at Groovy Scoopcast. You can also find us on YouTube, too, if you want to go there. You can also shoot us an email at thatgroovyscoopcast at gmail.com or check out our website, www.thatgroovyscoopcast.com. And with that, we hope that you enjoyed That Groovy Scoopcast. Come back next week for Scooby Snack Filled Time. Bye, guys. Bye.